Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. If you need to take a deep breath or just push aside whatever it is you're working on, whether it's on your desk or in your head. Just make space for the Lord, for what he wants to talk to you about. One of the things we're learning about the supernatural realm is that we know so little about it. We can think about outer outer space or under the ocean. Most of us, unless it's something we're really interested in, have not taken the time to study the surface of Mars or Jupiter. We may be able to recognize what it looks like, but we aren't really familiar. We don't really know how it works. Likewise, the bottom of the ocean. We may have an idea, but we've not been there. We've not experienced it. But we know it's there. We learn by experience. And the supernatural realm, remember, supernatural is simply above natural, There are supernatural beings that live there, mainly for our purposes, angels and demons, but other creatures as well. But just because we don't understand what's going on at the bottom of the ocean or on Jupiter doesn't mean there's nothing going on. Our familiarity of it doesn't affect it at all. Now, when it comes to the supernatural, the supernatural realm does affect us, whether we recognize it or not. Because we are a spirit being that has a soul that lived in a body. Your soul functions in the supernatural realm. In a particular way, the solical realm, which is part of the supernatural realm. But you are not a solical creature. You are not a supernatural creature. You are a spirit creature if you've been born again. And if you haven't, you're still a spirit creature. You're just dead in your spirit. But if you've been raised, you are now living in your spirit. Period. End of sentence. 
the work that is being done is in regards to your, mainly to your soul and to a lesser degree, your body. Why do we want to learn about the supernatural realm? It's about the process. Because we have so little understanding of the supernatural realm, we have very little choice other than to depend on God. Now, others may have had experiences and written books and held conferences, and there's teachings out there and all kinds of different perspectives and elements of the supernatural realm. But for the most part, we dip our toe in and then take it right back out. I want to encourage you that the supernatural realm, just like the natural realm, is a realm that you have authority over. It is your realm to rule. And we neglect our duty and responsibility when we fail to learn how to rule and reign. Now, we don't know what comes next after we're done here on this earth. But I suspect we'll have another opportunity to learn to rule and reign as spirit beings. So the more we can learn here, the less we will have to learn next because there will be other things to learn. Hopefully that's exciting because God is good and eternally creative and loves to surprise and delight us. But we are ignorant of what is going on in the supernatural realm. And God did not intend for that to be our natural, normal state. Instead, when we rose with Christ, he gave us dominion, not only over the natural, but over the supernatural. And honestly, we have failed miserably on both those counts to exercise dominion over the natural and the supernatural. So how do we do that? For one thing, we start where we're at. Dominion is not the goal. Being one with God is the goal. And he performs that process. He is the one who brings us into unity, reunion, oneness. But he puts us in circumstances and situations where we can learn his ways. 
how he does things. God created the natural realm. God created the supernatural realm. He has dominion over both of those now. Not, well, for his own purposes. He, again, is eternally creative. He does not think in terms of time. Oh, I'm late for this. Or I'm getting behind on this. Or I need to hold off on this. No, he is eternally creative. He he created time. And you and I, in our finite approach to time, as well as so many other values of the natural and the supernatural, we think we understand when we have just a very, very, very small amount of information. And we draw conclusions that this is the way God does things. Because in this little tiny area, this is what it looks like he does. Whether we're talking about justice and mercy or forgiveness and redemption, whatever, we have an idea. We see through a glass darkly. We taste a little bit of his nature, his character, and then we have a tendency to draw conclusions. Now, we're typically familiar with the natural realm. We have five senses, and they perceive. But you also have a soul, a mind, a will, and the emotions that also perceive the supernatural realm. And it is the supernatural realm that we are so unfamiliar with. We don't even know how those solical senses work. We have a hard time naming them. We have a hard time understanding them. Well, that's fine. That's where we are. And we can even take advantage of it. We can take advantage that God has put us in a situation where he's drawing us to learn about something and we're starting from scratch. We last couple of weeks weeks we've talked about fear and how we don't want to let fear overwhelm or interfere with letting God do what he wants in our lives. And the only way to overcome that fear is taking it to God. Where we have fear, it's a red flag. What are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? That God won't take care of us? That we'll step out of bounds? That somebody will get hurt that will get hurt? 
that we'll fail, we'll misinterpret. Work those out with the Lord. Is he so weak that he can't keep us from doing something that is so damning, so damaging, that it's irreparable? I think not. I think he's perfectly capable of teaching us in a, an appropriate manner where he knows where we're coming from. He knows what we can handle. And in our spirit, we've already handled it. We've already learned everything. We already have everything we need for life and godliness in our spirit. So our spirit's not the problem. It's our soul. And so when we start to adventure into the supernatural, and when we start asking him for supernatural experiences, we are saying, Lord, I don't understand what's going on at the bottom of the ocean. Teach me. I'm willing to be taught however you want. Now, we've gone through this before. This may not be what God wants to talk to you about right now. There may be other things. And we don't even talk about things that are more important or less important. If God says, no, this is not for you, I want you over here now, do what he says. This is not a competition. It's not about making the next mark or achieving a level or a a jewel in your crown or being ready for what comes next in your life, God will have you ready. You can trust him. But then that's kind of what we come back to. Is God trustworthy? When we're going into an area where we've never been before, and he says, taste and see that I am good, that I love you, that I'm going to take care of you, We only know that for certain by experience, by going ahead and asking for those supernatural experiences and then taking the process seriously. Now we've gone through the eight steps for experiencing the supernatural. And if you need to go back and listen to other shows or go to the website, it's on the website at therainersclub.org, and review those, what you'll notice is they're objective. Just throwing it out there. This is something that a place to start in our communication with the Lord just as we ask the Lord for supernatural experiences, we don't tell him, this is the supernatural experience I want. We say, Lord, whatever it is you want for me, that's what I want. And then after we ask, what do we learn next? How to receive. So hopefully by now you are encouraged to ask the Lord to reveal himself to you through supernatural experiences. 
Remember that he has a unique relationship with you. He has created your situation and given you the soul he wants you to have and given you the body he wants you to have for his purposes of union, becoming one in him. So we don't get frustrated with, why, God, why didn't you make me like this? Why did you let me make this mistake? Why did you let me make this decision? Why did this happen to me? No, this is all under God's control. His, your circumstances are under his control. Although we can learn from others, and God wants us to. He wants us to interact with those who have these experiences and who want more of whatever God has for us on his terms. He alone knows the path he has laid out for you. And he is jealous over his duty and his rights and responsibilities towards you. God never put anyone else between himself and you. Not your pastor, not your parents, not your spouse. God is over you, himself. He speaks directly to you. You don't need anybody to interpret what God is saying to you. Now, he may use others to encourage, confirm, advise, but he is so jealous over us that he does not. When we let someone else sit in his chair, the throne of our heart, shall we say, of our soul and our body, where our spirit is, he alone sits there. When we say, well, no, I'm going to ask this person first before I step out in what the Lord is telling me to do, you are saying someone else has more power and authority and dominion in your life. Someone is above God. And you've basically kicked him off your throne. Now we all do that. Our soul is constantly doing that. That's the great struggle. Who's going to control? So it's not like it's a big surprise. But recognize God is a jealous God. He is the one who has rights and duties and responsibilities in our life towards us and for us on our behalf. This is part of what we're learning through the process of our being here on this earth, through relating to the supernatural and the natural. We, we have such a extreme limited concept of what spiritual is. 
so far surpasses our ability to comprehend. Again, we have such a hard time even comprehending what's going on in the supernatural. Think about, in the natural, think about light waves. Your eye perceives such a small percentage of the light waves that are in your area right now, whether it's sunlight or from a a light bulb. Your eyes are only perceiving in the natural a very, very, very small range. Now, just because you're not perceiving the rest of the range of light doesn't mean it's not there. So as God lays out for each one of us individually, gives us homework, gives us assignments, gives us tests, provides guidance and counsel and encouragement, we push beyond We walk and run beyond what we've already experienced. And we ask for more. We don't insist. We don't push. We ask. Now, if you have any desire for more, it can only come from God. And by that very fact that it can only come from God is in and of itself the guarantee that you will receive. may not be the way you think it, but have an expectation that when you ask God to give you something that he wants to give you, he doesn't tease us. He's not mean. He says, I want you to have this. I want you to experience more of me. Say, Lord, I want to experience more of you, too. He doesn't say, okay, well, now that we agree that with that, I'm not going to let you experience more of me. That's not who our God is. He's not a tease. He doesn't trick us. Our expectations may be off. And this is part of receiving supernatural experiences. Take time at the end of the day, when you get a chance, after lunch, any time when you've had an opportunity to ask the Lord for a supernatural experience. Lord, today, have I had a supernatural experience that I missed? Now remember, in your soul, you are having supernatural experiences all the time. So you, the answer to the question is going to be absolutely yes. But he may not want to talk to you about all of them. He may draw your attention to when you were passing somebody and you had a sense that there was something else going on there, a drawing, and yet you kept on walking. Simple things like that. That is a supernatural experience, something above natural when you felt like oh you needed to get to work early or you needed to make a phone call or when somebody was you were just passing a thought in your mind about someone 
and yet you didn't take the opportunity to go, okay, Lord, is there something going on there? Do I need to respond to this? That's when you go back to the eight steps. And you take, when you start taking these things seriously, you develop a habit. And that's really what we're looking for. Just as in the beginning, our first habit is whatever it is we encounter, we turn it back to, Lord, is that you? We're doing the same with supernatural experiences. Lord, was this something you wanted to draw my attention to? We start out with yes or no questions. And what will happen over time is he will be able to relay information, buckets of it, in an instant. And you will perceive and you will know this is the way. Walk in it. This is what I'm telling you. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to do. But it's by experience. Over time, you may indeed have experiences that you've never heard of or even imagined for yourself. This is one of our challenges to get over. We think that if nobody else is having this experience, if we're the only one having this experience, then we must be out of sync. Or if it's not in the scriptures or if it's not something that your pastor or your parent approves of, it must be from the enemy, or it must be wrong, or you must be misinterpreting it. Where do we take it? Lord, is this you? This is something you want to talk to me about. And then learning to have a conversation with God. Not just yes and no, but letting it expand, letting it rest, letting it open up, just like a flower blooming. It takes time. But the more it blooms, the more it gives you the fullness of what it's been hiding, both in fragrance, in beauty, in whatever's hidden. God loves to hide things. He hides his treasures because he values them. And he gives us the privilege of seeking those treasures, of digging them up, of putting in the effort, spending time, waiting waiting on him, letting him do the healing and the freeing and the changing of our viewpoints and the, of our beliefs, going through the hard part so that we can enjoy the freedom and the joy and the peace and the rest that comes from being one with him. But it's his pathway, his choices that he has made for us. That as we experience these, you will know. And sometimes it will just be a knowing that you can't even explain to someone else. I just know. It's like very often if you ask somebody, how do you know God loves you? Or how do you know you've been saved? Or how do you know he, you've been called to, to walk this path or to move and do this new job or to marry this person or to change whatever 
whatever decision, how do you know? One of the best answers is, I just know. Because that knowledge comes from being with God. It's not a mental knowledge, but it's a, an experiential knowledge. I know this is the right path because God's footprint is right there. His presence is leading me and pulling me right step by step. And I'm going to pursue and let him draw me and be one with him. And how do you explain that to someone? You don't. They're going to have to experience that for themselves. Our goal is that you have objective ways of evaluating and participating. And if necessary, taking authority and dominion within and over whatever the Lord has for you. Learning how to live and move and have your being. So we will pick it up here the same time next week. But it's always good to hear from you. And I always appreciate the emails and other, you know, on Facebook, other ways you contact me with questions or just feedback. And we'll be looking at ways of being able to interchange. We always have a problem. We always have this desire. We always get the request, why can't we talk to one another? And really the big problem is um, the, the trolls. Just people want to, don't want other people to be able to enjoy communicating with one another. So if we ever figure out a way to set something up where people can talk with one another and have some honest conversations, we'll look into that. But right now, that's always the problem is because there's always going to be people, and it just takes up too much time and energy to try to govern that happening. So, But in the meantime, feel free to drop me a line with any questions or any feedback or any comments. It's diane at org or through Blog Talk Radio. So until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.